Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. Today, I'm sharing an incredible conversation that I recently had with my friend, Amy Linsmeyer. Amy is a life and well-being coach, and she's host of the Roots Change podcast, and she's just an incredible human being. Amy is so genuine and kind and real. And as you will see, this episode is literally having a conversation with a supportive friend about the stuff that matters. Amy leads with her heart and she is truly a gem in this world. So here's a little bit more about Amy. Amy is a 40-year-old tree-hugging mama four who's about to get married and is a life coach for brides. She spent the majority of her life settling for this is as good as it gets in the last five living an empowered life that she loves. In our conversation, we talk about why our thoughts are a self-fulfilling prophecy, how to support ourselves during tough times, and the three components to a self-support strategy, the importance of daily self-care practices, and creating additional support for the rougher times, and so much more. You can check out Amy at her website, amylinsmeyer.com. That's A-M-Y-L-I-N-S-M-E-Y-E-R. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Linsmeyer and go check out the Roots Change podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's incredible and it's real and insightful and I know you guys are going to love it as much as I do. All those links are going to be in the show notes as well. All right. Without further ado, you guys, here's my conversation with the incredible Amy Linsmeyer. Enjoy. Amy Linsmeyer, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for the invitation. I am so excited for this conversation. So we had met when? Last year, I think. You had me on your podcast. And I think this timing is really great to have you here because I've gone through some stuff over the last year, last uh, couple of months in particular. And you have an incredible perspective when it comes to mindset and how to approach some of these very challenging phases of our life. So we'll get into that a little bit. What inspired me to have you come on was a recent podcast episode of yours that I was listening to. But before we get into that, I'd love to just have you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. All right. Well, I'm Amy, as you (laughs) just told everybody, I'm a life coach. And yes, you were on my podcast last year to talk about money and financial health and not necessarily like how much money we have but how we feel about money Mm -hmm. Uh, this is an area that i'm still working through megan you would be pleased to know it's definitely gotten much better my relationship feels much healthier i feel a lot more easeful talking about money and when i think about money and 
Awesome. This is this is just kind of who I am and what I do as a life coach. We just talk about the things that we're working through and it's really what the podcast is as well. So I help people who are struggling, people that want to live life in a way that is different from the current. So I really help people to build beliefs and practices that empower them to do to do that and I'm not I'm not too proud to talk about the things that I am working through myself. And that was the podcast you heard last week about supporting myself. I absolutely love it. I love your vulnerability. I love your willingness to share and you're similar to what I like to do, right? Like uh, hold my hand and come with me on this journey because I don't know it all. Right. And I'm learning as I go along, just like you are. So I appreciate that. How did you get into this kind of work? Lord have mercy. (laughs) You know, I think I felt called to it. I didn't know what uh, I didn't know what a life coach was until I knew what a life coach was. And it happened to be when I had made a decision to change my life experience. So up until 2018, uh, my life was very hard. It was I had the mindset that I was going to make the most out of it, but I really believe that like, this is as good as it gets. Let's just make the most out of it. And then I stopped listening to that. I stopped accepting that as my truth. And I really made it a point to take control over what happened. Um, And I just started working on my own growth and betterment. And through that journey, I stumbled on a podcast called the life coach school and had my mind blown Mm -hmm. and was like introduced to the idea or the truth of the influence of our thoughts um and just like everything it was kind of like a rabbit trail of personal growth and development and betterment and it led me to becoming a life coach myself to help other people like that actually want me to versus offering help to people that didn't ask for it. And I had to have a podcast because I have a voice and there were things in my heart that I wanted to share and getting in front of a mic felt like the most easeful way of doing it. And that's important to me in my business and in my life. So that's that's why we're here. That's how I I got started. I get that. I know it's like, for me anyway, I didn't feel like I had a voice for so long. And when I finally felt comfortable enough with myself and this was really, really hard. And I started the podcast, it was crazy to hear what that voice was. I knew I always had it inside me and it was almost like bursting at the seams, trying to get it out. Like I could feel that, that kind of energy inside me. And then I, I just was able to kind of use the podcast as a platform in order to do that. And it's just been really, really cathartic for me. It's like a therapy experience. Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell I tell people so often that usually, and I know it's the same for you, is what we're talking, whatever I show up to talk about on the mic, when I come to the mic, it's usually something that I'm working through in my own life. And it feels like talking through it is it's benefiting me. And I know that it also mm-hmm. has the potential to benefit other people and that it just feels like a beautiful arrangement. And I just, I have such an appreciation for it. Absolutely. Totally agree. I feel the same way. It's like, I started this selfishly to kind of have my own outlet in order to work through my own stuff. 
And I realized that, hey, what's personal is universal and other people could benefit from this too. So I think it's really cool. So you just talked about the power of your thoughts. Mm. Before we get into maybe the specifics around the self-support, which is what your specific podcast episode was about, let's talk a little bit more about the power of your thoughts. And so how have you utilized that in your life in order to go from this, well, this is as good as it's going to get to where you are now, right? So, and what does that look like? (sighs) Megan, let me tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me. Our, I, well, when I first heard, first of all, have you ever heard of the Life Coach School podcast? I have. I've heard of it, but I haven't actually listened to it. Okay. So I'm not an avid listener anymore, but it was there when I needed it. And it was like the thing that catapulted me into transformation. Right. So I heard Brooke Costello say something in her podcast, which is like everything moves around this idea that our thoughts control or our thoughts dictate our feelings, what we're thinking about, whether we're conscious of what we're thinking about or not is creating how we feel energetically, emotionally, and how we feel influences the actions that we take. And the actions that we take are a reflection of our current results. So if we are aware of our thoughts, if we take the time to become aware of at least our conscious thoughts, and we understand how it's impacting how we currently feel and can like, see it from a bird's eye view of how everything this is what i had to do i had to like kind of step outside myself and become an observer of what was happening so my life was a mess it was a complete mess i was when this i was in a relationship that was healthy ish like it wasn't abusive and it was good enough but i was pretending to be somebody i wasn't because i wanted this person to love me i was ashamed I was ashamed of like everything I had done. And I noticed when we would get into a tiff, it could be something really small, any form of rejection. Like he could say no to something or just say something that would like trigger strong emotion in me. And I, I noticed that there was like a cycle that was awful. And it would feel like I used to feel when I was in really hard relationships, abusive ones. And so when I started to like notice like what I was thinking when him or anybody would tell me no, like a form of rejection. When I started to notice what I was thinking, I could like see how it made me feel. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. And then I started to pay attention to like the actions I would take after I was thinking this and feeling like that. And I noticed it was like self-sabotage. It was like this wild ride I was taking myself on that always ended bad. It always ended bad, but it had to go through the whole cycle. Like I couldn't end it. That's what I would tell myself. Like, this is just like, this is how it is. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I like put my foot down and I was like, okay, I'm gonna like take I'm going to take agency over my thoughts and I'm just going to change them a little, or I'm just going to like recognize them and see what I, if I can stop them. And that's really how it started. And in my journey, I noticed that 
those really hard sticky thoughts that like <laughs> trip us up and make us feel really really bad if we can change them slightly it changes how we feel slightly but it changes the trajectory of everything so in my opinion i believe that our thoughts are a self-fulfilling prophecy so if i'm thinking that i'm a piece of crap i'm going to feel like a piece of crap and i'm going to take action as somebody who thinks they're a piece of crap and i'm mm -hmm. it's i'm not going to grow i'm not going to change and good things aren't going to come to me that's how I, I saw it play out in my life. So when you say to yourself, right, if you're going through a season or a day and you're in a funk and you say, I'm just a piece of crap. I had a bad day. I made some mistakes today at work or I got an email or, you know, I was reaching out to somebody and nobody responded to me, whatever it is. And you recognize that you're doing this. So the self-awareness is key, right? But do you replace that? Or do you just say, no. hey, I, what do you do with it then? You just say, I'm just going to put this thought over here. And how do I feel differently? Yeah. So it depends. I used to try to replace them. You know how like when we know better, we do better. So when I first learned the kind of control I had, like the power that I had through the thoughts that I chose to believe, I used to try to change them. I used to like that pot, that it was never toxic positivity, but I would look at my thoughts like they were dangerous. Because, yeah. I mean, they frankly, they can be. Um, but what works for me and what I would offer to a friend or a client or honestly anybody is instead of necessarily changing them, instead of pretending that, like, you can't fake it. You can't fake what you think about yourself. But what you can do is you can neutralize it. So how I do that is I just acknowledge what's happening and I have an understanding for why I'm thinking it. Like it's compassion to me. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I see you there. Yes. And eventually when I'm no longer activated, like when my nervous system isn't like going wild on me, I will look at that thought and I will investigate it and I'll do a self-inquiry and I will shift it. But in the moment, I just don't want to lose it. I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's where you can write it down and do a podcast episode on it and talk through it like later, right? You can really dissect it. But when you're in the moment, you need to just get yourself away from it, right? You just need to se separate it out from reality because when we're in those moments, we have a hard time thinking that our thoughts aren't reality, right? And so this all kind of gets into the podcast episode that I was, I really kind of want to talk about. And you, you talked about kind of how to support yourself during these times of discomfort when you're going through something. And this is something that I've always struggled with. And I feel like a lot of women struggle with this too, because we put so much of our time and energy and resources towards helping other people, but we don't do it to ourselves. And we put ourselves at the bottom of the priority list. And I, as a result, I got pretty burnt out the end of last year, like right after Christmas, it was like, took all of my energy to pour my kids a bowl of cereal in the morning. Like that was all I could handle. Right. So, and I would sleep a lot and everything. So I realized that what was missing was that self-care practice because again, and I struggle with this whole concept of self-care in my mind, I was like, well, I don't have time for a pedicure, but that's not what this is about. So 
in this episode, you talk about kind of the, there's three components yeah. to this self-support <laughs> strategy. So Please, I say there's, <laughs> yes, I say there's three, but really it's like three with a bunch of subs. <laughs> yeah. 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 M many roots come off of these main, you know, things. So yeah, yeah, the three are, I would say are self-awareness and a willingness to do something about what you see. And the second would be self-care or well-being maintenance. And the third would be self-compassion. Those are the three main things that we talked about. And you and I have already opened up the conversation for self-awareness. Uh, we've just basically laid out what that looks like and how my relationship with self-awareness. So when we're really having a hard time or we experience a setback, it can be anything, first of all, like it can be a hardship with a person, it can be, you know, rejection in a job or like something just doesn't go right. And your our kids just yeah. losing their minds in the morning and you yelling or, you know, reacting in a way that you aren't proud of, right? Just something like that. Yeah. Our mind has the ability to implode. <laughs> and make mm -hmm. like a, a minor setback can turn into something massive yeah. uh, when we aren't aware of what's happening. And so for you in your case, so you said like mm, you were experiencing a hardship in your life and the self-awareness that I'm hearing is the, the result of it. And that was you were burnt out. And the only thing you could really do is just be to be there as a mom was like the what you had to do like be there and like meet their needs but you as a woman were just completely shut down and so what could have happened and what i think now knowing that you've like learned tools yourself is you you just stop it sooner so a way to support yourself is just to know yourself like care yeah. enough care enough to just pay attention to the change in your own emotional state. Like when our pattern changes, when when normally you make your bed every day and then you notice it's been a week and like you haven't even washed the sheets. Like there's something going on. Like what is yeah. happening here? Yeah. So that's the first thing. And I do think to that point though, I think that's hard for a lot of women because we just, we're on autopilot. As I like to say, we're on that treadmill and we just go yep. and go and go and go. And we very rarely take the time to hop off the treadmill and slow it down for a hot minute and actually like tune into what we are feeling and what we want at that moment. That's in and of itself, I think a huge task. Yes, it is. And I'm not going to pretend that it's not because we don't, I didn't prioritize my own well-being or pay attention to myself for years and years and years. But now I matter most, not in a selfish way, but because I know the influence that I have over my family. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so yeah. It, it's a choice though. It so is. we have to we have to make a decision to care enough about what happens in our life and in the lives of the people we love to make ourselves a priority and to take a moment and recognize when something different is happening. I also think that can be scary for some oh, yeah. because yeah. we don't, we know that there's something off, but we don't want to know that, or we don't want to know what <laughs> it is. Right. Because that's going to 
put us again in an uncomfortable situation, something that maybe we don't want to address, something that's that maybe we've pushed aside or we have shoved down all these years and it's continuing to bubble up to the surface, but maybe we ignore it because we just don't want to deal with it. Right. So I, I don't think you can truly know yourself until you discover that component to it. What is it that is, makes us feel very uncomfortable and we all have it and there's no shame in that, right? There's always going to be uncomfortable things. And that I think is something that, that a lot of women struggle with recognizing, or at least, you know, maybe admitting to themselves. Yeah. Which leads us into the second thing, (laughs) which is self-care. And that's another trick. That's another tricky situation though, because if we aren't willing to look at the hard parts, while we're even suffering, how likely are we to prioritize our well-being? Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it really, let's assume that we want to, because we want to do more for the people that we love or for ourselves when we're struggling. So one of the things that I suggest, whether you want to fix it or not, just because you see something doesn't mean like it'd be healthy for you to deal with it. Right. But you don't have to. You can choose to just not deal with it and you can still change the trajectory of your life. You can still change how you feel. And so self-care is one way. And I'm not ever suggesting that anybody avoids the root. Like always we could, but sometimes we just aren't willing to. And if you aren't willing to, self-care can be like, self-care can save you like quite literally. And so like, I look at self-care as self-care for me. I feel, okay, I'm going to take it as like, I feel like I'm the caretaker of myself. And so I have had to learn what I need to feel good. Like what it takes for me to live the life that I want, be the mom who I am at my best it doesn't even have to be my best but just better than terrible do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i've learned to recognize through a lot of practice like years of practice like what i need to feel do be and show up as the better self the better amy and i love this because we especially as moms just women who are you know cultured in our society we don't know how to take care of ourselves. I remember saying this to myself once. I think it was maybe when I was pregnant and I was scared with my first son and I was scared of taking care of a child. And I remember thinking to myself like, well, I can hardly take care of myself, right? And when you think about taking care, oftentimes we only think about our physical self, right? So I'm like, well, okay. You know, when you debunk that, you're like, I feed myself. I let myself sleep. I do the basics. Right. But why do I feel so like off all the time? Because I wasn't taking care of my emotional, mental, and like spiritual side of me as well, which is something that, you know, was never addressed growing up at the eighties, just saying, or Mm -hmm. the nineties. So we always think of it as physical as, as physical. And so again, it just hit me that, wow, I really have sort of neglected my own needs my whole life. And that was like, how could I possibly now take care of somebody else's needs when I don't even know how to take care of my own? And that was sort of one of the things that fostered my whole kind of personal development and growth journey here is the motivation 
to show my kids that there's another way to do it than how I grew up. Right. Yes. In so many ways, sometimes our children can be the catalyst for change. Yeah. So especially when we're struggling. So if we aren't prioritizing our well-being, like our well-being is everything. Yeah. I mean, that's how we feel, like how we're doing mind, body, and spiritually is going to impact literally everything, including our children, everything. And so if we aren't in the habit of already prioritizing that when we're okay, imagine what is happening when yes, we're not. Absolutely. Like so well said is if we're not, if we're just cruising by and we're not even paying attention, but most days are okay, then you're surviving. But then when shit hits the fan, so to speak, you really don't know how to handle it. Right. And that's where I think so many people, for me anyway, get so overwhelmed and mm -hmm. say, oh my, and then become, you know, turn it turns into this whole victim thing. And oh, it's just me. It's I'm the only one that's dealing with it. When actually that's not the case. You realize that there's a lot of other people who are also going through hard times right now. And it's it's in your control how you feel about this situation. And we can do that. We can start with thoughts that we're thinking about the situation and what's possible for ourselves. Like, I don't have to feel like this. There are other people that feel like this. And I have some type of say in what happens next. And so when we're like in the moment, so I'm just going to use words like activated nervous system because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So when like we're experiencing a hardship or a setback and our thoughts are our brain is like, pulling from our life experiences. So like, let's pretend that it's the 90s and we're still all watching a television on local news. And when some emergency happens or like if there's school closings, like there's, <laughs> there's sentences scrolling across our screen all the time and it's giving us information and that's what our brain is doing. So when shit hits the fan, when something happens, our brain is scrolling and it's offering us information and it's filling in the gaps. It's telling us what we don't know. It's telling us a story of what's going to happen because it wants to protect us. Right. Right. And so, and so it's, that's why we have to interrupt it and say, Hey, hold on. I have some say in what happens here. What can I do? Self-care, when you introduce self-care into your own self-awareness, it's like smoothing out the rough edges. Yep. It's making it easier to think differently, to like not see the woe is me and not think like everything is falling apart. Everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Everything is bad. I'm bad. It helps us to not go there because our nervous system isn't as activated. Yeah. Like it's neutral. It's all about keeping everything as neutral as we can. So our brain and our body. So in the moment, it's really hard to even know when you need to do something, but it's my job too. And anyone who's listening, I'm just going to tell you quite honestly, it's your job too, because this is your life. And Regardless of what you believe, this is the life that you have right now. And why not make it one that feels good? And so when we're super stressed out and we're super overwhelmed, our nervous system is activated. Our hormones are just everywhere. Yeah. And eventually it leads to burnout and 
now like we have this is like medical conditions can stem from this and so there's like little things that i i so when it comes to self-care i have like daily self-care practices daily rituals and routines that i do every single day no matter what and then when i notice that i'm not doing very well then i have like I call them PRNs because I don't know why I used to work in healthcare. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, oh crap, Amy's not doing really hot. What can we do right now to support her? See, I like to look at myself from outside of myself a lot. Like when I'm not doing yes. great, yeah. it just, it helped because probably because I'm a caretaker yeah. because I have kids and maybe this is my, I never thought about this before, by the way, maybe it's my way of making it worthwhile to take care of me it's like i'm outside yeah. of myself and so i can yeah it's seeing it from a different perspective you're not in it you're not thinking you know in your head thinking there's something wrong with me you're seeing it from hey i'm from like a mother's perspective looking at her kids it's it's yeah. a it's a nurturing kind of perspective to it so what are some of those daily self-care practices or rituals that you do every day just out of curiosity? Because yeah, I might need well, to implement some. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll have to find out what works for you. Honestly, it's a personal journey. That's what I tell all my clients. Like, try everything. Try whatever you feel curious about, whatever is exciting to you, and then just figure out what you like because it's going to be different. What I like and you might not see this as self-care, but because my thought is that this is me nurturing myself, this is me supporting myself, it honestly doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'm practicing self-care. And so every morning I wake up and the first thing I do is make a pot of coffee. Well, I use the bathroom first, but whatever. I make a pot of coffee and that is self-care to me. It's like a whole thing to me. It starts like with my cup, this cup says do good things. And every morning when I choose my cup, I have like an emotional response to the cup that I chose because mm -hmm. I know and my brain knows that when I sit down and I sit my cup, like it's like a moment for me. It's like something special. It's like you're worthy of this time. Mm -hmm. And so the self-care has already started. And so I like sit on my couch and I drink my coffee and I recognize that like this is this time is for myself and I slip into a moment of gratitude. I like to start every single day in Thanksgiving, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> like I like to start my day in appreciation because it helps me to stay in appreciation and stay optimistic throughout my day. So if I start in the morning, then I I've noticed that I'm more likely to not get into a negative headspace. And yeah. I don't really do too much. Before it became a habit, I would write down like five things that I'm grateful for in the last day. That was like a Rachel Hollis thing. So way back when I started with a journal, the Start Today Journal, I think. And that was one of the things that we did is we just, you would list five things you're grateful for. Now I don't have to write it. Like now I just spend time in like a mindfulness minute yep. <laughs> and just yep. think about, yeah. And then I like to journal a little, not a lot because a lot doesn't feel fun for me, but I do like to write how I feel. 
I do a lot, I'm realizing. <laughs> so I just like, I have like a notebook and I just write a sentence to myself and I, I tell myself how I feel. Today, I feel tired. Yeah. And that gives me, that's like an invitation for me to ask myself why I feel tired. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation, I would say, I was going to say for also to bring in self-compassion. You're like, right. Not being like, oh, okay, you're tired. Let's trudge through the day. Just get through it. Right. It's, it's like, okay, well, you're tired because you were up late last night doing something or you didn't sleep well. And that's okay. Everybody has yeah. that. Yeah. So part of myself, you know, I'm supporting my mind, body and my spirit in the morning. And so this is for my mind and my emotional health. So this is a moment of self-awareness when I start that sentence and it doesn't, it can be two sentences. Sometimes it is a chapter, some it's a couple of pages, but most days it's just a few sentences and it's really just self-awareness of what's going on in my life right now. Mm -hmm. And the, the other thing I do every morning is I like to practice yoga. I love it. I love, I love yoga. I'm like an at-home yogi. And it's finally become a habit for me. I've been working on this for over a year. And in January, I realized like it's something that I want to do every day. It's not something that I feel I have to like push myself to do. It's become, and it's like such, oh, like getting on the mat just helps me to get inside of my body. Yeah. I'm, I'm so in my head. It's ridiculous. Yep. And so it it helps me to get like back into my body. I'm like focusing on my breath. We are regulating our nervous system when we do that. Like I'm taking care of me. This is me getting ready for the day. And that's, that's how I start. And then it just kind of continues. Do you use an app for yoga? I am a member of find what feels good. So with Adrian Mishler, it's like 10 bucks a month. And I just want to support her because her yoga practices on youtube that i did for free uh were so helpful to me (laughs) and it's like not much different i'm just investing in her putting out more material and it kind of like has like a curated list for for people and it just tells you like what you want to do but if you don't i can just pick something else is yoga with adrian adrian mishler is that the same person okay i do i do yoga with adrian yes (laughs) yeah Um, here and there i mean when i can get away from my kids and they're not crawling all over me that's that's the hard part for me it's like giving myself the time and space to do it and also i think what i struggle with i love yoga like i crave it so much but i don't do it nearly as much as i'd like to and i think that's because i feel like i have to be all or nothing with it. So Mm. I feel like I need to do like a full, you know, one hour hot yoga class or power yoga or something like that in order to get the benefits of it. When actually I only need like 10 or 15 minutes of just, it's more the mental than it even is the physical, right? It absolutely is. You could literally just tell yourself that you're going to practice yoga and sit on your mat and do nothing literally do nothing just sit on your mat for two minutes and breathe and you will have benefited from doing yoga (laughs) i love it i love it yeah and i think again you know all these tools that we're talking about with the daily self-care practice i my big thing is you know i i remember hearing like morning routine morning routine morning routine like like as if morning routine to me it felt like a task Mm -hmm. and i like to accomplish tasks and then i 
got really frustrated with it after a while. Cause I was like, what am I doing? I just, I think the things that I was doing just what didn't feel right for me. Exactly. And that's why I was forcing myself to do stuff that I, to get up at 5am when my kids are up at, you know, 545, they're up early anyway. But I think I was going about it all wrong. I think I was, I was trying to force a square peg into a round hole. And that's why I got a little, you know, kind of like F you to the, to the morning routine. And I've stayed away from it, but I realized what it's not waking up. It's not helping me when I wake up in kind of reactive mode every day. Mm. And I don't, because what you're describing is having even just 10 minutes to yourself to just breathe. This morning I got up before the kids and empty the dishwasher and listen to a podcast. It doesn't have to be the same thing every day. And it doesn't have to be, it it doesn't have to be this whole big black or white, all or nothing thing. Right. Right. And what you tell yourself about what you're doing is going to change how you feel about it. And it will change like the result of doing it just because that's how it works. So five minutes is better than no minutes and morning routines. Like just because I, this is what I tell everybody. Like it doesn't matter when you are supporting yourself. Like you figure that out for yourself. Somebody telling you that this is what you should do. Isn't what you should do. Right. Right. You got to figure out, and I, that it's, it's like that for everything in life. I feel like I, that's why I say the things I say about money. I mean, somebody on Instagram could follow these six steps and get debt free and become a millionaire and have a successful business. And that's great that that worked for them. Right. But that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And you are different and you are unique in your own way. And you have to tune into, I think the most powerful gift is that self-awareness that we just talked about knowing yourself and knowing what works for you and trying different things out until you figure out what that is. Cause once you figure it out and you know yourself more, there's so much power to that. Right. Hey, I was so nervous before we got onto zoom today. I was very nervous. I've only been, I have a podcast of my own and have for two years. I have no problem using my voice, but I've not been interviewed on very many podcasts. I think this is the third. And I, I was so, so, so nervous. Like it was affecting me energetically. I woke up with a headache. Everything. I would never know that. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying though. Like I was, I, I wasn't feeling very good about it. Like my energy was off. I was so worried about how I would show up for you and your audience. And, and so I called my friends on Facebook messenger. I have two girlfriends. We've built a beautiful relationship. They're an awesome support system. And I was like, Hey, this morning I woke up and my son had his girlfriend here. My son is 19. I was so pissed and I couldn't lose it. Even though I wanted to, (laughs) I like wanted to just lose it. And I couldn't, for one, because it's not a healthy thing for us to do. It's not a healthy thing for me to do it for my relationship. And then I was also thinking about you. I was like, how will me going on a tirade, <laughs> how will like me allowing this to overcome my mind affect this podcast interview? It would have been total crap. It, my energy yeah. would have been so off. So I called yeah. my friends and I'm like, hey, this just happened. I've like disassociated, I think, <laughs> but I have a headache. I have like no energy, like all this is happening. And my friend was like, Amy, have you 
gotten on your I like to walk on my I don't like to walk I like to dance on my treadmill makes me feel better <laughs> and she it. said yeah she was like why don't you like listen to one of your songs and get on your treadmill for a few minutes she's like I bet that will help because she knows me like we've I've t I've told her this and so that was a way of me supporting myself I was aware of, of how I was feeling and I knew how it could affect me and how it could impact my yeah. relationship with my son and this podcast with you and I talked to somebody about it and they were able to like that was an invitation for advice like I could receive I could get outside of myself like get out of my head have somebody else invite me to try something and then it and then it worked and I was still nervous and so I went and made myself tea I was like I'm not even kidding you three minutes before I pressed like start I had one hand on my heart the other hand on oh. my gut and I was taking deep breaths and I breathed for a few minutes like not a few minutes but probably like five deep breaths and I was like listen girl <laughs> you're just nervous this is totally normal you don't do this all the time you really want to show up well for her like don't even worry about it she's going to be sweet I had to literally talk to myself like I deserve to be talked to I had to love, I love on it. myself yeah but now I'm easeful like my shoulders aren't tight we've had a good conversation this is this is what I'm talking about so I have so many things to say first of all I am so glad you showed up and this has been an I think one of my favorite conversations that I've had on the podcast, because it's just us being real. Right. And you're just such a genuine and real person sharing your stories and in your wisdom that you've learned. And I really appreciate that you did this for me. You got out of your comfort zone. You did what you probably didn't really want to do and you did it. And, and it's, I think it's just such a inspirational message to tell, to show the listeners on for both of us, right. For both, for both of our audiences. Yes. Well, so. I appreciate you inviting me. I feel like that summarizes everything. <laughs> like, yeah. That yeah. was the awareness. That was the self-care and that was the self-compassion. Yes. Yes. What a perfect <laughs> example. And what a great way to wrap it up. Amy, this has been wonderful. So I could talk to you for hours. So <laughs> thank you for bearing with me. Um, before we go, I just love to have you tell everybody a little bit more about your podcast and how people can find you. Well, Roots Change is the name of my podcast. And it's a podcast. It's a personal growth podcast for people like us. And when I say people like us, I mean, you and me and everybody, people who just are Let's just be like honest about what life is like. And I talk a lot about the stuff I'm working through and I invite other people to come on and share their journey and their experience in hopes that it helps other people as well. And that's really what it is. Yeah. So it. roots change, go listen. And if you it's like so it, good. <laughs> it's so good. As you know, I just, I listened to Amy's one of her recent episodes on the treadmill earlier this week. And it inspired me to shout to her because it was just so good. So, and so insightful. So sometimes, sometimes not so much. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> sometimes I'm just really proud of myself for showing up and it yeah. is what it is. It's as long as it goes out. I know it could impact one if it impacts one person in a positive way i did my job yeah so thank you so much for having me absolutely it's been a pleasure 
Absolutely. Um, we'll have to have you on again uh, at some point. <laughs> we'll talk about a different topic, but, but this has been a pleasure. So thank you. All right. Guys.